W. T. L. It's a big, hairy American window machine. If you ain't first, you're last. W. T. L. All right, nice, huh? Got a talk show here, talk show with my mic. I got everything. W. T. L. What he does is work out and performance. Get it to 85% weekend. You're a mute. W. T. L. Brings me to my next point. Don't smoke crack. And welcome everybody to WTL. Where's the line? I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by Jabron. What's going on? Oh, Jabron, <laughs> the parlay pounder. Yeah, and I'm back throwing more parlays every week. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. If you, if anyone follows us on Twitter, they they know. Yeah, they you, know we're throwing some cash. You're down. gonna be throwing down some parlays. <laughs> uh, we got a dandy of a show this yeah. week. I mean, we're talking USFL. Yep. NBA playoffs, Woo! some key matchups, and then of course UFC fight night. Yeah, pretty good little matchup, sneaky, maybe a little under the radar, but yeah. not for people that get into UFC. Exactly. No, not a lot of people are talking about this fight, but uh, the people that are following it definitely yeah. are. This is this is a fun fight, and uh, yeah, NBA playoffs. Everybody's going nuts right now. Yeah, shout out the T Wolves. Let's go. Here we go. And uh, USFL, everybody's new favorite football league. So let's go. <laughs> you know, we spent a little bit of time talking the USFL. Yeah. Uh, last week, got a lot of good response out of that. Uh, and it's a fun league. It is. It's a fun league. Uh, points are being put up, or crazy rules. <laughs> yep. It's almost like a developmental league, you know, where yeah. you, you see uh, AA and AAA baseball. They try different, you know, <laughs> yeah, things. rules and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, bigger bases, start a guy at second base. Yeah. You know, I think you're seeing some of that uh, here with the USFL. So, it, yeah. it, it's really, it, and it's good football. Yeah, it's it, good football, and it's fun. And everybody loves football, so it's yeah. it's fun to fill that gap and it, Especially with the gamblers out there, it's fun to fill the gap Ooh, for football you gotta as talk well. Gamblers, yep. Uh, and and the level of competition yep. is also good because yeah. it, it has that element of AAA baseball where guys are grinding because they want to get to that next level. Yep. And that's exactly what the USFL is. It's it, kind of like AAA baseball. Exactly. It, it's it, you kind of see that it's kind of split down the middle, Andy, with guys that are still trying to make it and uh-huh. guys that have made it before. Right. And have you have that experience of the uh, of the next level? So you know the talent's good. You know the the rules are fun, and you know there's some NFL coaches in there as well that you know are kind of passing down that knowledge on how to get to the league. So it's yeah. it's fun, good coaching, great players. All right, so let's start with yeah Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Bandits versus the Houston Gamblers. <laughs> Both teams are one and one. Yep. Okay, but we got. The Tampa Bay Bandits at a minus one, minus one and a half in most books. Yeah, no, and uh, here's my first upset of the week, Andy. (laughs) I don't know why this always lands on the first pick that I do, but no, I really, really like the Gamblers to cover here and even uh, win the game outright. Gamblers have scored 45 points in the two games, and Uh I think they have the advantage over the Bandits who have only scored 20 points in their two games. I really like the Gamblers to cover, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Clayton Thorson. Ex, the Wildcat. Yep. Ex-Northwestern uh, guy, I think 2016-2017, uh, mm-hmm. we the old Huskers were playing against him. I just think he's the best player between these two teams. I, uh-huh. I, I just think he's the best offensive player for sure. He put up a couple touchdowns. He did throw some interceptions last week, but uh, I think you know with airing it out in this league, it's going to happen regardless. So um, I, I, really like, I really like the Gamblers. 
you, you like the gamblers, uh, you like the gunslinger mentality yeah. there, but what about the bandits' defense? I mean, they're scoring only 20 points, but they've won half their games. I mean, it's early in the season. It is. I get it, but I don't think you can discredit Tampa Bay and their defense. You just think the gamblers are too high-octane of an <laughs> offense here? No, I'll give you another reason. Uh, <laughs> the bandits only scored three points last week. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so and they allowed thirty four. That that is against the best team in the in the league right now, the New New Orleans Breakers. But mm-hmm. it I just they haven't showed the bandits have not showed me enough yet early in this season to, right. to show me that they have an offense and have enough to stay with the Houston Gamblers here. So I mean, this is an opportunity to get on some plus money, plus one fifteen. Yep. Uh, in some books, not not a lot of books. Uh, not all books, I should say, cover the USFL or yeah. get too into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a new league, and you're uh, still figuring out. Cappers are still figuring out exactly. players and teams and trends. Those are all developing here. Uh, so this might be an opportunity where you could get on some plus money at a decent odd there. Yeah, no, exactly. Like you're saying, is like I just don't think the books have really figured these guys out yet. And I'm not saying that I have fully either, but I just think this is a spot right here to get some plus money to take that one point and take the Houston Gamblers. The The Bandits do have a really, really fun quarterback as well. They got Jordan Tamamu. Who, Ooh, uh, Tamamu. He, <laughs> He was, uh, you know, a Hawaii product that played at um, Ole Ole Miss. (laughs) He played at Ole Miss, so you know he has the pedigree of an SEC quarterback that likes to sling it, and he's a he's a dual threat quarterback. He had forty five yards rushing last week as well. So, and he's bounced around the NFL as well, just as long as uh, just as well as Clayton has. I just really think that Clayton is the more pro style quarterback that really this league is kind of looking for, and is going to uh, push push the gamblers ahead in this one. Yeah, I mean, I I'll, I'll go along with you there. I, I I always think it's a good idea or just a, a macro look at it, uh, putting your money on the best player for yeah. the best team, uh, and that's what we're doing here, looking at the Houston Gamblers. Yep, I agree. All right, so let's fast forward to the Sunday afternoon matchup: All right. the Pittsburgh Maulers versus the <laughs> Michigan Panthers. Yeah, two teams sitting at zero and two. Yeah, something's got to give. Something's got to give here, Andy. <laughs> uh, like we said. Uh, both teams are 0-2. The Panthers' <laughs> defense has been a lot better, only allowing 27 points in the two games where the Maulers have allowed 47 points in their games combined. The Panthers' <laughs> offense need to get going. They had the first overall pick in the draft and got Shea Patterson out of Michigan, you know, a guy that kind, of beat, up up, kind okay. of beat up on the Huskers a little bit. Uh-huh. But uh, they really haven't been able to get going at all, only scoring 18 points in their, in their two games combined. Uh, I really think they kind of turn it around here, and I think they're going to get their first win of the first win of the year. And I think they cover the two and a half. I really like them by three. And right now, where I'm at, they have it at two and a half. Yeah, I'm looking at most books at uh, minus two and a half with the Panthers. This is split right down the middle, though. BPI at fifty percent for both teams. Yeah. Uh, so you're looking at minus ten, minus one fifteen, regardless. But the favorites here are the Michigan. Panthers yeah. with the Michigan product, Shea Patterson. Exactly. And I, I'll give you another kind of reason why is that the Pittsburgh Maulers have just their defense has been really, really, really bad, and they still have only scored 26 points in their combined game. So they really haven't they really haven't got 
their offense going and their defense is a lot worse than the Panthers are. I mean, but that also speaks volumes to the type of entertainment we're going to be exactly. treated to here when you're only scoring 26 points and you're expected to get beat by maybe two touchdowns. Exactly. Yeah, no. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. And uh, an- an- another name that I kind of want to throw out there is Stevie Scott the Third. He's a ex-Indiana running back that we you know got to watch in the uh-huh. Big Ten a little yep, bit. Yep. So Some more Big Ten yep, players he's, there. He's another player for the Panthers that I think is probably going to have a big day against that Mauler's defense. So I'm riding with the Michigan Panthers at two and a half here. Uh, Couple re- names there to look at for player props. Not exactly. That, not that you're going to find a whole lot of them. Uh, maybe yeah. on some of those uh, daily type websites yeah, or apps and yeah, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll <laughs> do all that stuff, but <laughs> most of your books won't have it yet, just because they haven't figured these players out yet, Andy. Right, but if you stick with us uh, on Twitter and yep. everywhere else, maybe we'll be throwing some of those out no uh, later in the week, Saturday, Sunday, uh, keeping you guys tuned in on that front. So let's. Head back to kind of the game of the week. Here. Yes, sir. The Birmingham Stallions. Yep. Sitting at 2-0. Yep. Taking on the mighty New Orleans Breakers. Two of the best teams in the league. Yep. Undefeated. Once again, something's got to give, and someone's going to be going home with a big old L in the last column here. Who's it going to be? Yes, sir. So what I'm doing is I'm just – the Breakers are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and mm-hmm. I think it should be closer to six or seven points. Uh, I really like this team. I think this is the outright best team in the league. The Breakers have only allowed 20 points in their games combined uh, while putting up 60. Dang, so, dang. Wh- And while the Stallions really have a really, really good offense, yeah, scoring yeah. 61 points in their two games, have allowed 52. So I just give the Breakers <laughs> a really good edge Shoot here. Out. I, Shootout I, I think, Yeah, I really think that the Breakers can cover this 3.5. And, and I'll tell you why. Kyle Slaughter. Kyle Slaughter might actually be the best player. <laughs> I think this guy might be the actual best player in the USFL. Uh, this guy has played for six six plus different NFL teams. He was the offensive player of the week for the USFL. He's hot. He's and hot. He put he put in uh, 269 yards through the air with two touchdowns this past week. I think he's the best player, and he definitely showed it last week. And I. Th- think you're starting to see cappers agree with you. Yeah. Uh, it's consensus three and a half, but DraftKings, you mentioned DraftKings yeah. a moment ago. They've already bumped it up to minus four with the Nolans Breakers exactly. uh, being the favorite here. And that's at a minus 105. So you still, I mean, it's not the best line or it's whatever. It's pretty good, though. But it's still pretty good. And most books, wherever you're at, is still at that three and a half. So yeah. there's a little bit more value for you to go after. Exactly. Um, what it, I'm looking at yep. here. I like the overs. You you mentioned okay. you mentioned those uh, the points that these two offenses yeah. are putting up, and that over to me what forty four forty four and a half right 44 now forty four and a half. I I mean I feel like both teams are going to score forty four. I mean they're yeah. liable to score forty four by themselves. Exactly. I think New Orleans definitely can, and the way that the Stallions have been putting up points looks like they can too. Um, I think what you're saying is that you have a little parlay brew in there. I know <laughs> oh, that I'm thinking oh boy. about it. Oh uh, boy. <laughs> yeah. No. I really. Now that you said that, Andy, I really like that forty four and a half uh, over, especially with these two teams, especially with the Stallions. You know, giving up a lot of points in their earlier games. You got to you got to kind of take that with a uh, grain of salt with the Breakers because that defense is very very good or it seems to be seems to be we're only two games we're in. only two games in and these are the best two teams i think we're headed for a shootout i and and, and that's where i'm kind of hanging my hat on is yeah. the stallions that's what they're accustomed to they don't know any other way yeah and it's just put it in the end zone give one up put it back in the end zone get the ball back i mean go for three go, go for two 
whatever you want to do. Yeah, I mean, what were some of those zany rules like the two-point conversion? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, yeah, you can go for three from the 10-yard line. I think you can go for two from the five. Uh, if you if you don't want an onside kick but want the ball back, you can go for fourth and 12 on your own 33, right. which, yeah. you know, it's a way better hey, odds. Yeah. Way better odds than it. an onside kick, so go for it. Uh, put up those points. So I really like the over like you're talking about, but my play of the week in the USFL is the breakers by three and a half. I really think you guys should go hit it right now because I think, like you're saying, it's going to stretch maybe to five, maybe to six, to seven. So get it at three, get it at three and a half. I like this pick. Yeah, and we have some really good players on both sides of the ball, as you kind of went over, but we both agree that, you know, the returning player of the week in the USFL, he's he's the gunslinger for New Orleans. Exactly. And once again, I'll go back to that. Uh, It's never a bad idea to put your money on the best player playing for the best team, and that's what it looks like we have here for the New Orleans, New Orleans Breakers, and and I just, I'm really going to be focusing on that over, especially now just sitting at that 44 and a half. Yep. I want to get on that before it moves up, like we're starting to see the, line, the line itself yep. move up from three and a half to four on some books. Yes, sir. Guys, go, go. Put it in now. Uh, Andy just, he literally just uh, made me do this. So I'm putting in a parlay with the three and a half in the 44 and a half right now. Lock you it can't in. Help it. It's you a can't lock. Help it. It's a lock. It's a lock, guys. So you lock now, it up. Ex- <laughs> with Kyle Slaughter, I think he's going to put in about four, four touchdowns in the air. And uh, I really like him to cover as well. Well, there we go. All right. So, real quick, uh, this segment was brought to us by the Nebraska Brewing Company's Summertime Brew, appropriately named. Ale Storm, the mm. official beer of the Omaha Storm Chasers. Yeah. The low hoppiness lets all the malt flavor shine through, resulting in a truly enjoyable and refreshing ale. And I can attest that because I'm drinking one right now. They are very good. And, you know, go Storm Chasers as well. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Nebraska Brewing Company, world class in every glass. Heck yeah. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to be talking NBA playoffs, a couple closeout game opportunities on the line. Also, Friday night, fight night of the UFC. Yes, sir. WTL, don't go anywhere, folks. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron. We're back, boys. <laughs> Jabron, the parlay <laughs> pounder. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I feel like we're going to get into your wheelhouse here yeah. uh, to kind of wrap things up. Uh, we're talking NBA playoffs Thursday night, now Friday we're night. Uh, and we have some elimination games yes, on sir. the line here. Let's start with that Thursday night, 9 p.m. matchup. Dallas Mavericks, Utah Jazz. This is kind of a wild uh, game when we're talking betting lines and yeah. we're, we're looking at it through the lens of somebody from Vegas here. Yes, sir. It opened up at a minus five and a half. Now it's down minus five and a half Utah as yeah. the favorite. Yes, sir. Now it's down to a pick em. Consensus across the board. I don't care if you're looking at Westgate, <laughs> MGM, DraftKings. It's Pick them them straight across across the board. What is going on? So really what's going on is Luka Doncic is back for the Mavs. And the the Yep, Luka, he's probably, you know, might be the best player in the playoffs overall. Uh definitely one of the best. The Jazz the whole reason why that opened up at minus five and a half for the Jazz is they do not lose at home, Andy. And this is a home game for Utah. It is. It is. But in the NBA playoffs in a closeout game, every 
Like I say all the time, and I'm not correct all the time, but I always <laughs> go with the best player on the floor to win NBA games, and that sure. is Luca. Yeah. So this, like I, like you said, this is a closeout game for the Mavs. This is played at Jazz, and they play really well at home. I think. I think the books are kind of correct on this. I think the Jazz do push it to a seven-game series and do and win this game. Uh, it's going to be close, though. I I might just bet. I just might bet the under on this, Andy, because they are going to be locking up. Okay, so what's the under? The under is at two oh nine right now. The over under is at two oh nine right now uh, for this game. Uh, on Monday, they only scored one seventy nine. Combined, uh-huh. and on Saturday they only scored one ninety nine combined, and it's only going to amp up. Where is that? Yeah, where is that even coming from? Are they thinking Luka Doncic is just feeling better and better? I think so. I and think so he's going to pour in his uh, patented forty five or whatever. Exactly. But the whole thing with the Jazz is that they slow games down. They play their center the entire time, so they are. Yeah, and I like that guy. Exactly. Rudy Gobert is going to slow this game down, mm-hmm. not let as many guys get dunks and layups. So I really, really like the under here guys at 209 because they haven't even sniffed it in the last two matchups. Yeah, and I think it's almost a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction here. Yeah. Uh, dropping from minus 5.5 to a pick em. I mean, generally when you see a line move that much in just a couple of days' time like we're seeing here, yeah. that means a lot of public money is being laid down heavy no doubt. on one side, and the Sharps already got their money in on the other. Exactly. And now I feel like this is just another opportunity for the the Sharps to come back around and <laughs> say, like, no, nah, I think... I think the cappers were a little bit closer at that five and a half than it is that it got forced to be pushed to now exactly. at a pick em. So No, I, you're, you're absolutely right. You're hitting the nail on the head here, Andy. If I see a line at plus five and a half for the Mavs with Luka Doncic healthy, mm-hmm. obviously I'm going to hammer that. If you're giving Luka five points in the playoffs, yeah, yeah. you got to hammer it. But I think the line is pretty relevant here because I really think right. the Jazz are going to come up on this one maybe by two or three points. Maybe not cover that five and a half, but I really they're think gonna, that, I think they're gonna win this game and push it to a game seven. And uh regardless, you know, I might not I don't like Jazz winning here, okay? Yeah. Like maybe I maybe I'm buying into it a little bit of of all the, the craziness. Yeah. But they're I definitely don't think they're it's a pick 'em. Yeah. Uh, and I I, I don't <laughs> know if the the five and a half probably was. I mean, that attracted a lot of people to of it. Of course. With good reason. Of course. But for it to drop all the way down to a pick 'em at home in Utah <laughs> where they're so good. They are. And and you, and you can't forget about the all stars that they have too. It's not just the Luka Doncic show here in yeah, this series. It's Donovan Mitchell in the yeah, in, it's in, about to... NBA defensive player of the year like nine times. So uh no, they're very very, very good team, and they do not lose at home. So I really, really like, I really like the under here, Andy. But if you guys want to throw some money line on on the Jazz, I, I will co-sign on that as well. There we go, a little bit of a parlay action, <laughs> taking Utah covering. Yes, sir. Uh, hammering that under. Yeah, I don't go with the under a lot, but NBA playoffs when they ramp up that defense, I really like the unders in a lot of these games, especially yeah. because they set these lines like it's just a regular game in the mm-hmm. NBA, and it's not. No, this has game seven implications, a closeout here, yes, opportunity sir. for the Mavericks. They're going to be doing everything they can to not allow this to go back home and get that advantage yep. as they move forward in the playoffs. Let's fast forward to Friday night. Yeah. 
All right, we got the Grizzlies versus the Timberwolves. Boy, does that have some northern exposure uh, yes, feel sir. to it there. Yes, sir. Grizzlies not in Vancouver anymore. I think they moved <laughs> to Memphis or somewhere. Yeah, they did. No, that would be very <laughs> cool if it was Vancouver versus Minnesota. But, uh, no, this is a closeout game for the Grizzlies. This is played in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I do believe the Grizzlies are the more talented team and are ready to end this you series. You just watch the highlights. That's all you do. You're just watching the highlights. John Moran with that monster dunk. Yeah, a couple of them. <laughs> I just really think that Minnesota, their coaching has been so bad in really, really <laughs> tight games. It's always the coaches' fault. Uh, always. They've just done so many stupid things. A couple nights ago, they got up above 20-point leads like three different that times. That was ridiculous. And then that was let bad. them come back and okay. win. Yeah. It was so bad. Yep. It, and no timeouts called. No timeouts called. Yeah. Just just watch the train wreck continue. It, yeah. You know, yeah. You, you got to do this. So I think I'm rolling with Memphis at the minus one here uh, is what I locked it in at. And nope. I would also, also, I really like the under in this. They have it all the way up at 230. And if yeah. it gets any higher, just because I think both teams will be locking down on defense, you guys got to lock that in. Okay. They only had a 220 total on Tuesday. And I thought they were pouring in points just fine mm-hmm. um but 228 to 230 looks a little high to me now there's been some interesting movement with this line as well open up at minus two you mentioned yeah. it's mostly at across the board at that minus one yep however a couple books westgate already has it as a pick em. yeah so this is already uh moving all the way from a minus two to a pick em in some books so yes, sir. you got to feel it's going to continue that trend to move closer to that pick em. so if you if you like Memphis, as the favorite at that minus one, you better get it on it as early as possible. Otherwise, it's going to turn into a, a pick em type of scenario. Yeah, nope, I agree, Andy. And I, even with the pick em, I really do like the Grizzlies. Uh, I, I, it's hard for me to go against Minnesota because I would, I would definitely like Minnesota to win this game. Well, I just don't. If th- you can't win with a 20 point lead, yeah. when are you going to win? Exactly. So and I've kind of given up on them. Yep, I have too. And I, I don't like saying that, but uh, one prop that I usually like to hit with the the Minnesota Timberwolves is they really undervalue Carl Anthony Towns' points. Mm-hmm. The last few games, I've hammered his over-under on points. They put him right around 20 points, and he's yeah. going to pour in 25 to 26 points. So if you guys yeah. see his his player prop of the day sitting there at 19, 20, or 21, smash that because he gets to the foul line so much, he can hit a three from yep. time to time. So yeah, that's can extend. So that's my player prop of uh, of the weekend. It's Carl Anthony Town points because they're going to put him right at 22 to 23 points, and I think he's going to cover that. I still think they lose, but I think he's going to have closer to 30 points. You know, even going back to his college days, Towns was one of those guys that balled out when the bright lights were on. Of, I mean, of that's course. why he got drafted so high, deservingly so. I'm of not course. trying to take that away from him. Yeah. But big games, whereas the NCAA tournament yeah. or in the playoffs, like we're seeing here, that dude balls out, so that's probably not a bad bet. And also, Memphis, they're okay giving up points because their mentality is, we're just going to outscore you. We're going to outscore you. We got the yeah. young guys. We can run. We can gun. We got the three-point shooters. They, they, they're they not the most sound defensive team, just like you no, said. No, But, but uh, I just think they have the young guns, and I think uh, they're finally going to close this out. You're gonna gonna so th- that's interesting. You have two closeouts on the road. Yep. You're not <laughs> even for the parlay pounder. <laughs> you're not going to see that too often. I don't yep. think. Nope. Uh, I don't like doing it, but it's just the it's just the way that the uh, games fall sometimes. So I really like the under in both these games, like we were just saying, and 
I like that's that. what it is. Yep, and I, I like the the money line. Uh, Dallas, like you're saying, on the road. I once again, I, I do agree with the best player on the best team. Yeah. Um, but if man, if that was if anyone got out there early and got on that five and a half Utah, that's that would have been the bet that I would have been yeah. uh, looking hammering. towards. Yeah, yes, sir. really hammering. All right, so let's step away from the NBA playoffs and move on to the UFC. Here we go. Friday fight night. Yep, at the Apex in Las Vegas. It's uh, it's this is kind of this is teasing us. This is teasing us for next week. We got a huge one coming up at USC 274. Mm-hmm. But let's not get too into that right now. We got a good fight here at USC Fight Night. Vera versus Font, and it's uh, it's a banger. It's a banger, Andy. Yeah, yeah. Two guy. I mean, you got a minus one thirty on Font. Yep. Plus, so that means the plus money is on Ver, uh, Vera at yes, plus one ten. Okay, uh, this is bantam weight main yep. event one thirty five. Uh, uh, God, I Vera has just been so <laughs> up and down yeah. recently. Three and two in his last five fights, uh, and that's since the start of twenty twenty. Excuse me. Yep. So I, I kind of feel like the books, the cappers, they have nailed this here yeah. with Font as the favorite with that minus one thirty. Um, I don't know where's your value at in on this. The the whole thing, Andy, is that the minus thir- one thirty five. I think it's going to get worse odds. So if you guys really like Font to you know to to win this win this get on get in on it now. Yeah. Um, I, and we we've yeah. seen this with Friday Fight Night yeah. for UFC where people kind of. I don't want to say fade it, but they kind of give it a cold shoulder throughout the week, and it's like, oh, oh, the fight's coming up. Exactly. And then they start throwing money in on it, and, and that's when you start seeing that late movement. Exactly. Right? Right? No, I, I almost guess he's going to be at a minus 200 and minus 250 by the time that this fight actually dings. <laughs> oh, so, um, okay. Uh, Font's last fight came against Jose Aldo, which is probably the best fighter in this weight class of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and he took him all the way to, to decision. Yeah. And, uh, I like him to bounce back here with a win over Vera. Uh, like you said, my prediction is that he's going to win. The best bet of the night for me is Font by decision is plus one sixty. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna mm. knock Vera out. I think it's gonna be go the distance. There's some plus money there at a plus one sixty bet uh, for Font to win by decision. So that's where my value is right here on this one, Andy. You know, Vera. He's an Ecuadorian. Those yep. guys can take it on the chin. They can. They're battlers. <laughs> so you might you might have a point there with Rob Font not being able to get the KO. Yes, sir. But he's definitely you know he's gonna he does have the pedigree here and he's been fighting a lot better as of uh, recently. So that probably that's probably about as good as values you're gonna get. Yeah, and the whole uh, whole reason why I'm kind of uh, fading that way, Andy, is because if you look at the other line here with the over under on rounds. The over on four and a half is at a minus one sixty five. So that tells me that these guys really think that this is going to go the distance. Yeah. So is I and for I, folks that don't know, yeah. the main card goes five rounds, undercards go three rounds. Yeah. So at four main and events, a half, yep. like give me a break. Like what are we even talking about here? Exactly. And and with a minus one sixty five on the four, over on the four and a half, mm-hmm. it tells me that these guys really think this is going to go the distance. Yep. So why not yep. throw that font by decision at plus one sixty? Hell, pair it with the four and a half <laughs> over. And, There's uh, the parlay. And then There's double the it up. So no, that's kind of what I'm thinking, guys. But my my best bet is font by decision at a plus 160. Go lock it in right now. Lock it up, boys. <laughs> All right, so we, we kind of danced around it. We previewed it a little bit there. Yeah. 
This is really just a little bit to keep us all interested in UFC leading up to 274. Yes. Alvera Gaethje, the main card. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. There's there's so many good fights on this that we don't want to spoil it for next week, but we're there's probably about five fights on this card that we're really going to hammer on. <laughs> we got Cowboy coming back. We got uh, Tony Tony Ferguson coming back. It's uh, Rose is back. It's it's going to be such a fun fun one to break down with all these good fights. But everybody's looking at that main event, Gaethje versus Oliveira for the championship. All right, I, I like that. So I, I mean, that that might be the best teaser we've ever had yeah. from one week leading to the next. <laughs> UFC 274 coming right at you. That's next week, though. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. All right, folks. Well, this was WTL Where's the Line. I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by Jabron. Yes, sir. The Parlay Pounder. <laughs> Don't forget, we are on TikTok, Twitter, YouTube throughout the week. It's not just a podcast, folks. We have so many ways to connect with our fans. Yep. And we love each and every one of you and the engagement that you provide. For sure. All right. This is WTL. Thanks for listening. <laughs>